Welcome to Movement is My Constant. This is a podcast about human body movement. I hope to inspire human resource leaders with outside-of-the-box tools and prepare them for the future of our organizations. My guest today is Alicia Ingerber, and the best way to introduce her is as follows. Born in Australia and having grown up around the world, Alicia values community and strives to create personal connections with her students. Yoga has been an incredible healing and empowering force throughout her adult life, and she wants to share everything yoga has to offer in an accessible way with a strong focus on self-acceptance and choosing love. I found this description in my Insta feed as an introduction to an upcoming workshop Alicia will be teaching, and it's really truthful to my experiences with her as a student and while chatting with her at the studio. She's developing her own health program based in, in her teachings and her practice, which aligns very well to my interests with the movement practices as tools to support our mental health and impact in the workspaces and the future at work. And it's because of her creativity, dedication and self-acceptance that I invited her here today. Welcome, Alicia, to Movement is My Constant. Thank you so much. Thank you for such a beautiful introduction. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Let's start with this motto that I heard so many times in your class. It's uh, movement is life. I hear this a lot of times. Um, so could you tell me a little bit more about it and why does it matter to you or why do you say it? I believe movement is life because movement is essentially energy and energy moves, it flows. So if we look down to the different molecules, the atoms that make up our physical world, they're actually vibrating, they're moving, which means that solid objects are actually moving, which is fascinating, mm. which is amazing. Mm. And so also in nature, things move, things grow, things, things change and transform. And this movement is part of this cycle of life. And so it's so important that we keep moving. Mm -hmm. Our bodies are designed to move. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the ways that we can stimulate the flow of energy and come into a healthy state of balance perfect the way you said it because it's it and it's interesting how we take for granted that things are just still well one of your central ideas that you really want to also uh, explore with yoga which is the stagnation and the burnout which is completely opposite to this movement it seems that burnout which is a consequence of stagnation to my idea and understanding is definitely having huge effects on our mental health currently and this mm -hmm. the new generations that are now in the workforce what kind of growing generation will this be we're not growing any wiser we're just growing older <laughs> yeah we have talked about your own personal experience on burnout mm -hmm. i was wondering if you could share that yeah um, of course I went through a very intense burnout. The recovery period lasted two years, and I think me going into burnout took about two years because I resisted it for so long. Mm. When we think about burnout, we usually think about um, this came from a working environment, too much stress, too many deadlines, that sort of thing, which was my experience. 
at the time I was working three jobs. <laughs> but a big part of the work aspect was that I felt very underappreciated by mm. the people I worked for. I felt very undervalued and it didn't matter how much I gave, how hard I worked, how much I achieved. It was like, yeah, that's kind of expected, you know? So it was, I didn't feel valued. So my energy was going into something that wasn't feeling worthwhile or replenishing or that you're doing something good in the world. At the same time, I was in a very toxic relationship and I was in unhealthy environments with people around me and it just, nothing was serving me. It was, it was very much a time in my life where I wasn't being true to who I really was. It was like, at one point I started to burn out, became very apparent, my body got very sick. I had this keep going mentality, you know, mm -hmm. all right, I have to keep going because now I'm on my own, I'm out of this relationship. Okay, we're gonna rebuild our life, let's go, let's go, let's go. The saddest thing was that the harder I tried, the worse everything yeah. became until eventually everything collapsed and my yeah. body collapsed. And I remember being on my yoga mat in child's pose for 45 minutes, yeah. unable to do anything else. I finally was listening to the signs of my body, like my mm. body was pleading with me, mm. asking for help because mm. I was demanding so much from her and not valuing her and cherishing her and listening to her. My whole life went on pause, like I lost friendships, relationships, the career, it felt like everything I had built up until that point was gone. It's a pretty intense experience to yeah. have, right? Like you feel yeah. like a failure. This was then a very big opportunity to practice self-compassion and get back in touch with myself because mm. I was in this period where, where I just thought, I have no idea who I am anymore. Yeah. Like I've completely lost yeah. myself and it was really like I was this hollow shell. Yeah. Hello, like who's in there, you know? <laughs> Now coming out of that burnout, I look back in that period and think what an incredible blessing mm -hmm. because my life is completely different now in a way that mm. really serves me in a way that I'm so happy. Yeah. And it was just as if everything went, all right, you know what? This isn't working. Like pull the plug. All right, here we go. Now we're, now we're. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But yeah. it's, um, it's something that now I will never let myself get in that situation yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I learned to establish boundaries mm. and I learned to establish my values yeah. and I learned to speak up and say no because mm -hmm. when, especially when you're in the recovery period, I mean, you look like a normal human and people keep inviting you to do things, but your energy is incredibly limited. And so you have, even though you might want to yeah. go out and do these different things, you have to keep saying no. I think it's a really powerful story. There's people out there who are going through this who don't even have the tools and the capability to see, okay, I need to stop and start saying no, mm -hmm. or I need to uh, change my life. And that I find also a very difficult when we don't have the tools around us, because yes. it's incredible that yoga was there at the time you needed, or mm -hmm. uh, you know those moments where you could really stop in your practice mm -hmm. and really absorb everything that you were experiencing at mm -hmm. that moment. Mm -hmm. So was yoga already in your life? Yes, um, yoga was definitely in my life. I had just finished... A, my first yoga teacher training mm -hmm. that had opened up a whole philosophy mm -hmm. about what is actually important and what is, you know, mm -hmm. why are we living this life and yeah. things like that because our society is very much uh, focused on accomplishments and this idea of moving forward towards something. Like we're constantly moving towards this future that we imagine will hold all our happiness and, and we're going to be happy when and oh yeah yeah so I'll yeah. be happy when this and this is done I'll be happy when I lose five kilos I'll be happy exactly. when I meet my dream partner blah 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 mm -hmm. 
And this was very much a philosophy about life is not a staircase that we're moving towards. Life mm. is a dance that we experience now. Mm. There is no aim yeah. in that sense. Yeah. I mean, of course, it's really good to have goals, but the importance of enjoying this present moment yeah. and just enjoying what it means to be alive because we forget that we're animals at yeah. the end of the day, right? Yeah. Like. If you observe animals, there's a lot of chilling, you know, like, you know, like yeah. okay, I'm going to go eat and yeah. now I'm going to mate and now I'm going to yeah. nap and now yeah. I'm going to play. That's and good. Now I'm just going to wander around yeah. and now I'm going to stare at the sun. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It's conflicting because we do live in societies where goals are important. We want things because we believe they will fulfill our happiness. That kind of blocks us from looking inside using all these tools that are around us like the yoga practice to really understand how could i use my body and heal it from what i what it is right yeah our society has changed so dramatically in yeah. the last hundred years yeah in every way not only with the way that we work but with electricity for how long we're awake mm -hmm. with what we now decide our relationships romantic relationships need to fulfill us in every way exactly. and Just the way that we live and we move and we eat, everything has changed. And so actually when I was on the couch feeling FOMO, let's say, yeah. which is also a new uh, term oh, yeah. thanks to social media, that yes. everyone is moving forward and enjoying their life and I'm the only one that's not. Exactly. My mother would remind me that if I had been alive a hundred years ago, maybe even less, you know, in a middle class, what would I be doing? Mm. No, I would be sewing, maybe learning piano, I'd go for a walk. Yeah. There was really not that much mm -hmm. to do. Yeah. So if you think of how different that's changed now, where mm -hmm. we're running around and our agendas are full. And yeah. yeah, and it's also almost like an achievement to say, I'm busy. Or, yes, you know, it's become I'm a busy. badge of honor. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah. so, I'm tired. so tired. I'm so busy. It's, yeah. It, yeah. Really, it's one of the most dangerous things. Because yeah. then you're out of touch, right? You're yeah, bodies are just not machines. Mm -hmm. They're not designed to live this way. They're very much about cycles. It's exactly. It's very much about energy needs to be replenished, you know, mm -hmm. there needs to be downtime for the brain to relax, for the body to relax, there yeah. needs to then be, you know, there's then a surge of energy, okay, now we act, but it's, everything goes in cycles and in waves, and we exactly. seem to think that our bodies are like our phones, mm. we'll just plug it in overnight, and then it should be good to run for the next three days, you know? Exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. But exactly. even with our phones, we see the longer that we keep doing this, the more the battery doesn't last as long, yeah. which is exactly what's happening then in our own bodies. If we're not getting enough sleep, we're not getting enough rest. So really understanding how your body reacts to certain situations is extremely important. Yeah, understanding your own rhythms, understanding, yeah. okay, what time of the day do I feel most energized? When yeah. do I feel the most productive? Yeah. When do I feel tired? Yeah. When do I need to eat? Yeah. When do I need to take a break and go yeah. outside and, you know, when do I need to play? It's still for me extremely puzzling is how we can have that body intelligent, but still structures around us tell us the opposite. So in your case, you, mm -hmm. you, you through your process, you know, you were at, with, at a job that was not giving you what you needed. Then you had to make a cut. You mm -hmm. said, okay, I don't fit here or I just need to move. And that also happened to me. I don't fit here, so I need to move. Mm -hmm. uh, is this always the case then? Do we always need to break, you know, the structures around us and say... I think in terms of a work environment, it's important to have these discussions and just to start to work with your managers or your boss or whoever yeah. is in charge and saying, okay, I've noticed that I'm more productive at these times of the day. Yeah. 
Um, can we not schedule meetings during this time? Because I feel this is when I get the most effective work done. So whatever is going to benefit you is ultimately going to benefit the company, right? I mean, if we're just sitting there brain dead and scrolling on Facebook sneakily and we're not being productive and we're wasting money not as either. well for, for them, yeah. just ways to just to discuss things in ways from how can I improve my work? How can you help me improve my work? Right. Yeah. By maybe I work only four times, four days a week. Maybe mm -hmm. I have shorter hours and we're seeing this sort of thing happening in the news where companies are giving three day weekdays or they're cutting the eight hour workday down That's to five true. and productive productivity is rising. People are happier yeah. because yeah, we are yeah. not these, Machines. Machines, yeah. Right? That, that this, was Microsoft, I think they yeah, did that. Yeah, Microsoft had amazing yeah. results. Yeah. And so yeah. now companies are starting to tune into, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. if we treat our employers like human beings, mm -hmm. we actually get more back, right? Yeah. Rather than expecting them to be like these yeah. machines. Which is really interesting because the computer was originally designed so that people would work less. And we're working harder than we've ever worked. I'm really happy that this trend is starting to come in. We might have uh, meditation or yoga classes. We might be doing more things with team building. We're a little bit more flexible with um, what people need, especially if they have children, young children, yeah. and when they're working hours. Some companies are allowing people to, rem to work remotely. So it is starting... To change which exactly. is really good yeah i remember i also uh, saw on your website that you gave a workshop for a, a, an organization or, or a group of colleagues and you shared with me the the difference between when they got into the room and how they left the room yeah maybe you want to also share here with our yeah listeners. i mean i used to where i was working i used to teach um my colleagues and it was just an amazing way to start the day. People were so happy and so energized and the rest of the morning would be so quiet because people were completely focused. You just heard the sound of computer keys and things mm -hmm. like that, you know, mm -hmm. it was a really nice energy. I did a workshop here in Amsterdam for a tech company. The majority of people there had never practiced yoga before. And when I spoke to them about how they feel in their bodies, of course, it was, yeah, stiff in the shoulders, pain in the back, mm -hmm. all these areas where, especially from sitting hunched over at the computer using technology, this is where our bodies start to cramp up because mm -hmm. we spent long hours in these unnatural positions yeah. <laughs> without exactly. movement. And it was, it was really nice. People um, were very surprised because I think there is a little bit an idea of what yoga is. And then there's a bit of a surprised realization from what the experience of yoga is. And it's very different mm. from the stereotype understanding of yoga is for flexible people. Exactly. And we're going to put our foot behind our head and, you know, <laughs> we're, all, we're going to chant for three hours and you have to be a hippie. And yeah. I, I don't know, whatever these different ideas yeah. are. And um, this was just a very accessible class, very much about opening through the shoulders, the upper back, releasing the lower back, stretching the hamstrings, Yeah. just getting some movement, getting people connected into their bodies. Yeah. And the way that I like to teach is I like to give people the space to explore. And also I keep asking them, how do you feel? What do you feel? Connect. Yeah. Well, how do, where are you making space? Where don't you feel space? Yeah. What does the breath feel like? What does your energy feel like? How does it feel to breathe? Like, yeah. Because we're so in our head, our logical mind, 
how can we go back into our feeling body? Yeah. There is so much wisdom in the body. Our body is, the body doesn't forget. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And I, I think it's also part of a process. If we are curious enough, then we are able to understand our body intelligence. Like mm -hmm. the breath, for me, it's been an ongoing discovery. Mm. It's not just something, okay, I will breathe now into an area that is just blocked. Okay, breathe. And then mm. I'm forcing, I'm rationalizing mm. over it instead of working you know, with it. Allowing it to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It really takes a lot of time. It's an ongoing process. Yes. And yeah. also in my experience, my practice has changed depending oh, yeah. on how my life has been. Oh yeah, interesting. And so I, I really believe your practice is there to serve you. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is that you need, that is going to be your practice. Whether it is, you know, my practice, like I mentioned, is to be in child's pose for 45 minutes and just to breathe in my body. That was my practice. Whereas before my practice was this super sweaty strength building, we're gonna, you know, woohoo, like really quite aggressive actually. And now my practice is, how do I feel today? Yes. Those are also things I like to incorporate into my class. And that's what, you know, keeps me going to your class actually. <laughs> Every time it's different. Every time it's different. I, I always learn something new. I really do. Yoga, it's whatever it is for you, right? Yeah. Is it a relationship between you and yourself? Is it a connection between your physical body and the spiritual? Is it just a place where you're going to process and de-stress? What role does yoga serve for you? And every answer is the right answer and it will change. My practice started as I just want to be flexible. And now it's, I cannot go a day without connecting to myself. You are developing this program for healing, but mm -hmm. also for prevention and how it could actually align to the maybe organizations or to human mm -hmm. resource leaders. Mm -hmm. So this course has been designed with beginners in mind. So you don't need any previous yoga practice, mm -hmm. which is very helpful. Mm -hmm. And um, they're short videos, so they're less than half an hour, which means that that's something accessible that you can do in your day. Not everyone has an hour or 90 minutes plus yeah. the time it takes to travel if you go to a yoga studio. Exactly. And one of the things about being in burnout is that the outside world is incredibly overwhelming. Mm -hmm. your, your nervous system has been so overly stimulated that sounds and lights and people and... It's just so overwhelming that it's incredibly exhausting. At least that's what I had. I couldn't I couldn't go into a grocery store. In my burnout, I did a lot of practice at home. I think I went to a studio maybe three times and it was a big effort for myself to mm. get there. So this is why this program has been designed that you can do at home. You can use things in your home. And there's um, a series of seven classes. So some of them are yin-based yoga, which is the yin yoga is that we hold poses for three to five minutes and the goal is not to stretch the goal is to relax mm -hmm. as much as possible which means that we're getting into the connective tissues we're getting into fascia we're getting into the energetic meridian lines that follow the chinese medicine system mm -hmm. so which means that certain poses will stimulate certain organs yeah. in your body mm -hmm. so in these classes we very much focus on the adrenals and the kidneys and various organs that will stimulate energy flow in a way to recharge. And then alongside that, there are three classes with gentle movement because I very much believe that to stir this energy, we also need to move and we need to move to get rid of stagnant energy yes. as well. So this mm -hmm. is one of the ways that our body processes. So it's very gentle, but we're still moving. There's a lot of breathing incorporated. And so these two together, 
really help to start to recharge the energy. Mm -hmm. And they, the classes are also focused on different aspects that I noticed not only myself, but other people were experiencing burnout. So there's a class for anxiety. There's a class with sleep problems just okay. to help with sleep. There's a class for self-love, which is, of course, one of the biggest yeah. aspects, I believe, for why we burn out in the first place. Mm. There's a class to wake up in the morning. There is a class to feel more energized. There mm. is a class to, um, to ground Yes. Which is very much about bringing the energy from your overstimulated thinking brain back into the wisdom of your body to yeah. be here now. And along with these classes, I also offer two free coaching services with myself. So because my burnout experience was so extensive and I tried many, many different ways of healing, mm -hmm. um, I've accumulated a lot of knowledge that I think mm -hmm. can really be beneficial to people. So it'd be a lot, a, a lot more personalized, a lot more customized, a lot with nutrition and just oh, other daily fun. habits. The classes don't need to be done in any particular order. I do recommend a bit of consistency and mm -hmm. whether that's, okay, I'm going to practice three times a week or I'm going to practice every day. That's totally up to you. But yeah. just to support your body in its healing process because your body knows how to heal itself yes you just have to create the environment in yeah. which it can do that and your body will heal itself yes absolutely yes I <laughs> it think. just needs a little bit of adjustment you touched upon something important which is the energy where do we find energy from the yoga from the yoga from your yes from your knowledge from the yoga perspective they actually talk about the energy body as a separate thing from the physical body so a human being is viewed like an onion if you will it's got very different layers uh the first layer is the physical body this is what you can see and then the layer underneath is the energetic body and what that means is that there are lots of little pathways through the body these are called nadis and this is where the energy streams through this life force this is what we feel various emotions it's also connected to our breathing it's basically what allows the body to function there's these different pathways and in yoga there is these three main channels of energy that run up and down the spine these are kind of like the big powerhouse highways and they also cross and intersect so we have masculine energy and feminine energy and they kind of wave up and down the spine and everywhere that they cross there is what's known as a chakra which is an energy mm -hmm. center yeah and there are many different chakras in the body but there are seven main ones that go along the spine and each of these energy centers are associated with not only physical parts of the body but also with certain belief systems certain emotions okay. certain um, uh, stages of life development so for example the first chakra is your root chakra and that is um, located at the base of your spine and this area governs your lower body, your legs, your pelvis, your knees, your ankles, your feet. And it is very much about your connection to the earth, to your physical body, your right to be here, mm -hmm. your um, right to get your needs met. So it's very much about, it's your survival energy mm -hmm. center. And this is one that is so important because if you're not getting your basic needs, needs met, then you cannot deal with everything else, right? Yeah. Like shelter, food, warmth, these basic survival needs that need to be. There's a lot in that chakra about if there is a disbalance, there might be a belief system of I don't deserve this, or okay. I don't like my body, or mm -hmm. I don't feel I'm allowed to be here and take up space oh, and, wow. and that sort of thing. So 
what's so fascinating about these different energy centers is that if there is a misalignment physically in the body, it can be connected to this energy around you. It's a really fascinating system yes. and it just integrates body and mind. Yes. Really. So listeners who are in Amsterdam, <laughs> uh, Alicia will be giving a workshop on the chakras on Sunday the 24th. Yes here in Amsterdam, so look into her Instagram feed. Yeah, uh, we're gonna get into each one, we're gonna yeah. move through sequences designed for each one, yeah. and I'm just gonna give you a bit of tips to know, to realize, ooh, when do you have a disbalance? I wanted to touch one more idea that we talked about, which is diversity and inclusion. This topic came through in the lines of the burnout and the stagnation, can we really offer yoga and assess to this more wider view of needs? But in fact, at the studio, we only see a very specific demographics. They will be, you know, the future leaders or companies, organizations, and that indeed they can also bring this into their own day-to-day -day interactions. Mm -hmm. Being educated in these uh, forms of movement will really help and change the way we perceive work. But yeah, when you were talking about energy in workplaces, I think it's a good way to, it's just to first start observing your own energy, observing your own patterns, mm. noticing, um, are you a morning person? Are you an evening person? Well, are you extroverted? Are you introverted? Do you learn visually or do you learn by doing? Do you need silence or do you need some sound while you focus? What times of the day do you feel most productive and energized? And what mm -hmm. times do you feel that there's a dip and you, you just don't yes. want to work anymore? And, and also understanding how you feel in certain environments, how you feel around certain people. And that's also because we don't always realize how different people are. Burnout is physical, mental, and emotional exhaustion caused by the long-term involvement in emotionally stressful situations. The body experiences too much stress, doesn't get enough recovery time, and begins to shut down. Practicing yoga helps to build a relationship with yourself by getting in touch with your physical, energetic, and emotional states. Visit Alicia's website, aliciainspired.com, to explore this course, but also other upcoming workshops. As I mentioned, the Chakras workshop on Sunday the 24th in Amsterdam. Learning about energy sounds like getting in touch with your superhero powers. Yeah, you know, it really is fantastic. fantastic. <laughs> My last question is, is there anything you want to share? Anyone interested in the chakra system, the energy system, I can recommend a really good book called Western Body, Eastern Mind. I can't remember the author, yes. but it was written by a psychologist. And she approaches the Eastern wisdom of the chakra system with the Western psychology. And it is absolutely fascinating. Amazing. It just opens up this whole dimension of understanding. It, a lot of things really make sense. And it's a really, really helpful, really deep, insightful book. So if you want to dive into the chakra system, that is one I can highly recommend. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> I hope this episode will inspire our leaders who every day are dealing with people, colleagues, employees and are looking to embrace these new approaches that could significantly shape the future of work.
Perhaps a good outcome of this would be to integrate such principles and practices as a stakeholder on the design of workspaces and cooperative environments. That's just one idea out there for you to explore. So thank you so much, Alicia, for being here and share your unique journey with our listeners. And I'll see you in your uh, workshops. <laughs> My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thank you.